Um, I feel like <laughs> Dustin's going to be too sober because he's not going to. I guess he's almost done with his wine. He'll have to get I'm another bottle. I'm not going to be sober. I assure you of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God, finally a cold open just in time. <laughs> uh, like Connie welcome back. Cold open. Oh, God, screwed it up. <laughs> welcome back to Pajiba, the Pajiba Television Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Pajama contributor Dan Amamura. With me, as always, our Pajama TV editor, Tori Preston. Hi, Dan. Hello. And Pajama Archon, Dustin Rolls. Hello. What? Uh, Archon? What? Yeah, it's a, uh, it's, I think it was a, oh, shoot, I closed the window, but uh, looking up <laughs> words for leaders, and it's, it was like a Greek, a Greek word for like a leader of some kind. I don't know. I see. Look, there, there are only so many synonyms on thesaurus.com. So, uh, I had to get creative. Um, it's week number of quarantine, and uh, you know, how you guys doing? How's how's it going? Um, what are you drinking? How's life? Um, I'm back on my maple bourbon. Mm. I'm trying uh, to preserve my wine. It's have you been to the my... store recently? Uh, we Since went. Last week. We went last week. I have not been back. Oh, okay. We're trying. We're doing really. We're trying. Try not to, man. Why? Although this, because I don't know. We're just we're in Vermont. Quarantine. Nobody there. I know. But here's the thing. So we have we have two cars. One of them is older, and we're always worried about the battery dying if we don't drive it because we normally drive like the newer car. Um, So the last couple times we don't leave the house like once every maybe two weeks or so. So. Um, past couple times we've driven the older car. I went out to start the new car and the battery had died because it oh, no. hadn't been turned on in like <laughs> oh, no. a month. <laughs> and I'd never jump started a car and I couldn't, and because of the position it was in in our garage, you couldn't even open the hood because there's like a, a little oh. staircase over oh. it. So I had to like put, like depress a button over the gear shift so that I could s- slide it into neutral with the car not on. And then push the car backwards out of the garage <laughs> and get the other car out and jumpstart it. It was like, that was my Sunday afternoon was us like Googling how to jumpstart a car. <laughs> oh my and God, doing that. come on. So I felt really, I felt really accomplished. And then we drove the yeah. car around. Nice. Well, so, that's, that's, that's good. That's uh, survival skills. I jump yeah. a car once a week because I have children and children always love to play with the uh, overhead lights and they always turn them on and you never know and they <laughs> always run down the battery You're like you go out to the car in the morning and there's an overhead light on and the car is dead so oh like, my mm-hmm. god <laughs> Aww. Uh, I know that feeling except it is me who leaves the <laughs> overhead light on by accident <laughs> and forgets because I used to have a neighbor who uh, would warn me and would text me and be like, hey, uh, the lamp on your car is on again. And I'd go outside and turn it off. But those neighbors moved, and now no one warns me. So, oh, no. It's right out your battery. It's fine. Instead, they just uh, play music at all hours on the, on the balcony. Not that I'm complaining. Uh-huh. But uh, right now it's quiet, so I shouldn't, I shouldn't tempt fate. Um, Dustin, what are you drinking? <laughs> uh, look, we had a long pre-show, so... Uh, 
my bottle of Josh is almost gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I bought Josh before. It's a nice Chardonnay. It's 2018 vintage. It's called Josh. And it always reminds me of Josh Kirp, who I used to do a podcast with. He's my colleague at Uproxx. I'm sure he's a fine fellow. He Don't is. talk about other well, podcasts on this podcast, Dustin. How sorry. Dare you? you know, it'd be nice <laughs> if you could find a bottle podcast. of Dan to drink, but you know. Okay, yeah. Josh is fine. Dan wine. That sounds real classic. Yeah. Vintage yeah. last month. <laughs> you guys, today my wife shaved my head. Like, just shaved it. Like, nothing. Did, did you have any, like, warning ahead of time? Yeah, or did was she it just, like, like in your sleep? You? No, 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 no. It was planned. Sort of. I mean, I didn't know it was going to be that short, but you know, it was the first time we ever tried it. And it was like, ah, there it goes. But it's the pandemic. Who cares? How, how short, like, like, is it like, uh, like you, like, like you went Mr. over it with Clean. a big. Oh, oh, so oh, like completely. Uh, like shaved it. Pretty much. Yeah. Oh, and can you send us a photo, photo. that we yeah. will definitely not post on the internet? Nope. Do you still have your um, quarantine beard though, or did she shave that too? I did. I keep. I kept the beard. I have the beard, so I have like a, a, a fairly long beard and no hair. So it's kind of a weird thing. So it's like your hair just dropped south. I think that yes. that's kind of a that's something that needs to be slacked. That's a photo that needs yeah. to be shared. Maybe yeah, with uh, with the people like um, like now. Yeah, no, like uh, right now. Like you can you can do that while I uh, vamp. Um, Wait, I... real... sorry. No, but real fast, <laughs> one question. In the middle, in the middle uh-huh. of the shaving, did you stop at any point on a mohawk, or did she like start in the middle so you had no option? Uh, no, no, there was no stopping. And and recall that I, uh, two weeks ago, she, we tried to um, cut my hair with a beard trimmer and it didn't work. And she'd done like a little bit of it, I, and I had like this big gaps in my hair. <laughs> and then I was like, I'll just run out and get some clippers at the store. And I went to the store, and there was no clippers. And then I went to another store, and there was no clippers because they were sold out everywhere. Right. So I went on Amazon, and they had like a two-week back order. So I placed the order, and they finally arrived today. Okay, wait. and, and But, but the, your hair was cut two weeks ago in this fashion, and there was no, there was no photo shared then. No, no, either. absolutely not. As you all know, I'm a cap-wearing person, so you wouldn't have noticed, because I wear a cap. Also, I right. leave the house. Yeah. Uh, so this is actually funny, because when we were supposed to be going to South by Southwest, I had, mm-hmm. I had bought a present for Dustin that I was going to pack and bring, and it's, it's a hat, and I'm just going to spoil it, because oh. God knows when I'm going to mail it to you, um, <laughs> but it is a, a baseball hat with ear flaps. Oh. Oh. It's adorable. I got it from, uh, there's like a. Like a, a Holden Caulfield kind of thing. Kind of, yeah. Of. Except, I, but like, it's, yeah, it's, it's like teal and it's got this brown front. And the whole thing, the only image on it is a pig because it comes from this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, wait. It, it comes from a like micro, like a brewery in Waterbury oh called Prohibition Pig. And, and it's like a brewery barbecue. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. Right. I know Prohibition So, pig. yeah. So it's from Prohibition Pig. And so, and their imagery is always great. It's all like knives and pigs. And so I found, and they just had this, like, this <laughs> hat with ear flaps. And I was like, I have to buy it for that's the <laughs> most perfect New England thing ever. It's so New England. <laughs> yeah, you need to have like an LL Bean fleece vest. 
I'm very excited oh, to get that one perfect. Day. Yeah. So someday when I, I can, you know, get to the post office. <laughs> <laughs> or I come to Vermont. Or you come to Vermont. Yeah, you know, and when quarantine ends. We'll stand 10 feet apart. Yeah. <laughs> I'll throw it at you and you can what's, spray it with Wait, what's halfway between Vermont and Maine? New uh, Hampshire. Is there a nobody, halfway? New yeah, Hampshire. New Hampshire. Yeah, yeah. Nobody goes oh. there. Yeah, nobody wants hey, that. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> My in laws are in New Hampshire. And? <laughs> I don't know. There are black flies I've in New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Do you have black flies in Vermont? Yes. Well, like cluster flies? Oh. I don't know. Like, I hate them. There's like. There's like a black flies for May and June, and then the mosquitoes come in July and August. Yeah. Oh, God. You don't have mosquitoes. that here in Portland because of the ocean. Right. Oh, yeah. is that an, an inland thing? Because I don't, I don't yeah, know yeah. what that is. Inland? You've never, yeah. Have you ever lived inland in your life, Dan? You know, it's funny. So the furthest away from like a body of water I've ever lived was in Hawaii because I lived, I grew up in a town that was in the middle of the island. And so it was like, you know, 15, 10 to 15 miles from the water. And I live closer. (laughs) I've, I've always lived closer than that here in LA. And when I lived in New York, I was closer to the water. So yeah, in Hawaii, that's the furthest I've ever lived from the ocean. So you don't know about mosquitoes and black flies. Well, I know about mosquitoes. I mean, we have mosquitoes. That's yeah. not, that's a thing. Like, you know, it's because white people brought mosquitoes to Hawaii. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, yeah. thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> the, the story that I, I, I don't, I can't imagine. Oh, I mean, maybe this is true. I don't know. But I remember learning a story in, uh, we, we had a, a class that was vaguely about Hawaiian history. And the teacher told us that uh, the reason why, uh, I, I know it's not the real version, but he said that the reason why we had mosquitoes in Hawaii was because they, they were not indigenous, so they were brought in. They're an invasive species. Uh, and there were no mosquitoes in Hawaii until one time uh, these uh, 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 traders, um, like a trading ship showed up. And before that point when they would show up, they'd have a great time and they'd party with like local people. Uh, but uh, they left and then came back. And then by the time they had come back, uh, missionaries had shown up and had converted a bunch of people to Christianity. And so they were no longer, uh, you know, down to, down to clown with the, <laughs> with the sailors. And so the sailors got mad. And as their revenge, they like found their, they had like a, a barrel of water that had mosquito larvae in it. So they dumped it in the river. Oh, and then that's how mosquitoes yes. were introduced to, to Hawaii. I don't think that's actually what happened, but my seventh grade teacher told me that and it is stuck in my brain. And was uh, the maybe, message that, like, really you shouldn't be religious? The message was, uh, I think it was, look at what a nice place we had until uh, other people came and, you know, uh, messed it up. But, uh, maybe but you know, to... also, my, my people came from elsewhere. So what, <laughs> it's not like, you know, it's, I, I can't really uh, lay claim to that. Um, anyway, I'm drinking white wine is, uh, is the end of that sentence. <laughs> So television is something that we normally talk about on this yeah, show. Sometimes. Um, we used to do it more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I before we get to kind of like our weekly show, like we'll talk about Westworld because we have to. Um, but, do we? Uh, do we? <laughs> unfortunately, we do. Um, but I, I had a question uh, coming into this week, which was, uh, if there's is there anything that you would recommend or that you've been watching 
uh, as kind of like uh, either something new that you haven't seen before or something you're revisiting that's kind of like serving as comfort food for you. So for me, just to set an example, uh, a friend, a good friend of mine from high school has... Uh, I, I recently started getting into Survivor this season, which I oh. obviously hadn't for, for years. And I have started... Uh, I've officially started my uh, my deep dive and going back to old seasons. Um, so right now I'm uh, basically over the last few days. I finally decided I would start, and I started with uh, All Stars, which is season eight, which is the season that Rob and Amber met. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you watch Survivor, they they now today they're married and have like four kids or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but so I, so I'm I'm. I think I'm at the finale because I basically binged that season over like four days. Um, it's so much fun. So I'm almost done with that season. But but I have like a list of like eight to ten other seasons that I have to watch after this. But um, so is there anything that you guys are watching that you're uh, that's just been you know bringing you joy in this time of you know whatever the hell's going on outside? I have to say this is I, I know this is a um, TV podcast as you often remind me, but uh, oh, one. No. <laughs> I watched Stand By with me, Stand By Me with my kid earlier this week. Phenomenal, holds up. It's, mm-hmm. And there's some words that don't hold up so well, but overall, phenomenal. But last night mm-hmm. I watched Gremlins, and you will never remember who's in Gremlins. I'm not even. I'm, I don't remember because I, I've never don't, seen don't all tell me of that. Gremlins. Don't do wait. That. What? No, because so here's the thing. When I was little. Um, <laughs> I I had this weird thing like the the things that would scare me weren't always actually scary but I always would have this like preconceived notion in my head and then I'd anticipate and then the stress would get too much for me and I'd run from the room <laughs> screaming. Uh it took me a long time to watch The Wizard of Oz because I couldn't get past the MGM lion. And Gremlins was the other one where I didn't even get to the point where they <laughs> turned bad. I knew that they were going to turn bad, and I remember distinctly yeah. there was there's a scene where one of them reaches into someone's back pocket to get a wallet, mm-hmm. and in my head, the gremlin was going to turn evil immediately and bite the guy's ass, and I just ran screaming from the room going <laughs> like, turn it off, daddy, turn it off, and I have never seen the movie. <laughs> oh, wow. I would have guessed out of the three of us, you would be the most likely yeah, to yeah. have seen it. I know. And I've always meant to go back. It was and, like, scary I've to read me about as a kid, it. but it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, it was. It, it was less scary than I remembered. I, but like the same ages, funny. I made it through Indiana Jones, and I was watching like, uh, like I'm. I made it through harder movies. <laughs> <laughs> there is something to that. I mean, that movie though, because it it is it does involve kids. In I mean, the kids are the protagonists, right, alongside uh, the gremlins. So. I don't know. There's something that I could see there being something scary about that compared to movies that that are, that seem more outside of your like. You could kind of picture yourself being a uh, like getting into that situation versus uh, like I don't know a James Bond movie. Like you're not not yeah. that those are scary, but um, I don't know The Exorcist. Like you, it's like oh that's adults doing right. weird things. Although there's a kid in the bed, so I don't know. So don't listen anyway, to me. Dustin, where you who's in the movie? <laughs> Gremlins. First of all, we had seen Stand by Me, and then. Yeah, uh, uh, we watched Gremlins, which has Corey Feldman in it, which I'd completely right. forgotten about. Mm-hmm. But also, you, maybe you remember the cops in Gremlins. Do you remember the cops in Gremlins? There were two no. like 
goofy guys that were like, yeah, sure, they're gremlins, sure, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and then they go out into the, uh, uh, about town and they find all the gremlins and like, holy shit, what the hell? But one of those cops was freaking Jonathan Banks. What? Yes, oh, it was amazing. I was like, oh I, my God, Jonathan Banks. I do not remember that at all. That's and now I want to go back and watch Gremlins. Yes. And you know that Better Call Saul ended last week. Oh, it did? Yes. Well, I mean, the well for the season. Yeah. For the season, yeah. And holy shit. Holy shit. You guys don't watch it, do you? Uh, I will catch up someday. I'm yeah, I'm probably gonna spoil it for you for then. Two seasons behind. Oh, you're two seasons behind. <laughs> um, okay, spoiler. then I'm going to spoil what it I, for you and everyone else, and I will tell you this: Is but, Kim still alive? That's all I care about. Kim is still alive, but here's the thing. Okay. Better Call Saul, like Breaking Bad, like everybody in this universe, the stories about them are how they break bad. Better Call Saul right. is about how Mike broke bad. And it's about how Jimmy broke bad into Saul. And it's about how Kim broke bad. Oh, okay. And that's what happens in the season. You're like, holy shit, Kim. Fucking Kim. Because she's like, you know, Miss Goody Goody, sort of. (laughs) (laughs) Right. There there are other... uh, I've read and heard enough about the show that... I, I knew it was kind of headed in that direction, but um, so but I mean I don't know specifics because I haven't watched. It is uh, the best. I, I, I can't believe like we don't talk about this on the podcast. It is the best show on television. Just it is. Uh, That's a bold claim. It is the yeah. best. The show Mandalorian on is no, right. No, I mean, well, I guess I guess he's saying that the Mandalorian was not airing uh, episodes at the same time. Yeah. Maybe, it is streaming, so it's you know, <laughs> is it yeah. television? There's that whole. I mean, it is. Question. It is television. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Technically. Uh, but, uh, oh, I, you know, you know what it is? I understand. It's because, it's because they haven't yet brought in, uh, uh Ahsoka Tano or Ashoka. I don't know how to say her name. Um, well, Gus Spring is she involved, right? hasn't, But she hasn't yet been introduced in The Mandalorian, which is why Dustin is not, like, he's like, it, it yeah. should be number one, but it's not yet. But it will right. be. It will be. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, can we go back to the people who played cops in 80s movies real fast? Y- yes. Because, you know, we're a television podcast. Right. Um, did you guys, do you remember who played the cops in Chud? I don't remember In Chud. what? Chud? I don't, Chud? I don't think I've Chud. seen Chud. I've seen Chud, but I don't remember anything yeah. about it. Oh, my God. Cannibalistic Humanoid Underground Dwellers. So, <laughs> it's a great movie. I, don't, I can't believe you've never seen it. You can see that, but I've you can't it. see Gremlins. <laughs> Look, I don't, I saw I don't need to explain and myself. I read the website for a while. Yeah, Uh, so the movie, um, if you watch it, it's got, like, a great cast anyway. It's, like, uh, Daniel Stern and John Hurd and, you know, but this was, like, early in all of their careers. And there's a a scene where there are two cops in a diner. Um, They're unnamed. They're just called Cops in Diner. Um, Mm -hmm. And they're sitting there eating and, like, hitting on the... No, (laughs) but close. (laughs) Um, And then the Chud comes in and kills them, and it's... uh, it's John Goodman and oh. uh, Jay Thomas. Oh, that's cool. But it's like, it is literally one of John Goodman's like first roles is like cop in diner who gets killed by Chud. <laughs> John Goodman and uh, Chud should hang out with Jonathan Banks from Gremlins. 
they would probably they should have had a buddy cop movie. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I would. Uh, I I don't know why I've never seen that movie. Um, I mean, there is a lot of very reasonable reasons why you wouldn't have seen it. It's <laughs> it's fun. Website yeah. called Chud for I don't know if it still exists. I don't think it does, but that's where uh, Devin Faraci came from. Yeah, I don't think anybody cares about that at all. <laughs> all right, well, three podcast um, listeners are like, huh? Devin, cool. <laughs> he was this sexual uh, harasser guy. Come on. <laughs> right, but I mean, I didn't want to say it. Yeah, we're trying to keep things positive. Yeah. Back on the positive swing, let's get away from Dustin and whatever the hell he's talking about. But, uh, Tori, is there anything uh, besides Chud the movie that uh, is bringing you joy? Uh, yeah, so, well, one thing, Sci Fi Channel has been airing a lot of really cool um, just marathons of their shows. So it's like, and they, they'll have. Uh, they're clearly recording video conferences with the stars. Mm-hmm. So I fell into like a Battlestar Galactica hole because it was just like I was flipping channels and they were somewhere in the middle of season two. And I was like, oh, nice. I forget what happened. This is great. Yeah. Um, and then I think they did it for Xena. And so mm. that's been kind of fun. Like if you just are bored, like check out, see what sci-fi channels doing because because mm-hmm. it's com- it is really comforting. Yeah. Um, but obviously you know, DuckTales is airing new episodes, so <laughs> really, what more do I need to say? And of course. it's been a great season. Um, they had the Rescue Rangers, and last, last this week, past weekend, um, they introduced Daisy Duck, um, and she flirts with Donald, and it was a really sweet, uh, it was super cute. Wait um, a second, Donald's in DuckTales? God damn it, Dustin. <laughs> Yeah, he's voiced yeah, he... by Don Cheadle when he talks. <laughs> I thought DuckTales was about the nephews, and they hang out with it Scrooge. Is. And oh, Don my God, so there's a whole family. So here's, Navy. so, okay, so Don, no, so that's the one, that a, that's a change that they made. So Donald was taking care of the three nephews, um, and then he and the nephews move in with Scrooge. So he's he's a oh. presence. Uh, and, but the whole thing is both of them, um, like Donald is, was taking care of the kids because his sister, their mother, who's like not really mentioned in the old or like mentioned in passing in the old season, mm-hmm. um, that's Della Duck, who is voiced by Paget Brewster. And she's been missing since they were like born. She got trapped on Mars. So now she's back. So it's like what? there is a whole duck family oh. Um, oh, living wow. together. So and they're still they've gone from and, orphans to like a big, uh, big mixed family. Yeah. Wow. It's a great show. I don't, I don't <laughs> know that. But. Oh my God, just watch it's it. It's available on Disney Plus right next to The Mandalorian. <laughs> so... Is Check it, on it out. Yeah. Uh, I think it's on... I mean, it's Disney Channel, but yeah, they put it on there, The right? older seasons are on... Yeah, yeah. I, I think the one that's currently airing isn't on Disney Plus yes, yet, but it will be. Oh, oh, okay. oh. So Disney Channel has this exclusive... <laughs> 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 that, was, that was our podcast first sneeze. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, it's it's going to stay in because I'm not editing that out. Nope. You um, could have muted, but you didn't. Look, uh, what we, uh, th- thank you, Dustin, for the, for the official uh, transition, transition sneeze. Uh, so I guess we'll talk, I don't know, we'll talk about 
fucking Penny Dreadful or whatever. Penny Dreadful's back, you guys. <laughs> and you didn't like uh, it then. I haven't seen it. Oh, Penny I Penny Dreadful you... City of Angels. Uh, it is so it's the it's not a reboot per no. se, but it's like a it's like a new season of Penny Dreadful, uh, but it's in a different era. It's in Los Angeles. They have a new lead. Um, and I don't know anything about this other than that, so uh, I'm hoping that you two have seen the pilot or I seen the, the yes. first yeah. episode. But Tori yeah. reviewed it. I will just say that I, I enjoyed that first episode more than I enjoyed the original Petty Dreadful. Oh, interesting. I It made sense to me. The original Penny Dreadful was weird and very Tory. <laughs> Like, well, um, which means it I'm made glad you no know sense. me so well. It made <laughs> enough sense. Yeah, this is a much more straightforward. I think my worry for it is that it's there was something I really there was a there was a level of escapism that the original Penny Dreadful. It was just kind of like this sexy gothic, you know, lots of monsters and weird stuff happening, like you said. But it also it was it felt very divorced from what's going on now. And even though. City of Angels is also taking place in the past. Um, it's it's so obviously commenting on the state of America as it is that it's really hard to find it escapist when it's like literally about like racism and Nazis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like cool, like goddamn it, America, take, nothing's changed. I will take racism and Nazis over what we are currently going through. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, and I, and I think that the show will. I think the show had a lot to lay out in the pilot, and I think it's kind of. I think they did a very good job established, like setting the scene. But I look forward to where it goes from here. Mm-hmm. Um, it is interesting. So they, um, it is not. It is another. It's kind of a sequel series. So it doesn't obviously tie to Penny Dreadful, and it's, and they're also not. It's like there's a franchise, but this isn't necessarily going to be a. Um, an anthology either. Uh, so I think they'll run city of angels out. And then if they ever decide to do a different penny dreadful setup, you know, they'll decide cause mm-hmm. it's still from, uh, John Logan. Right. But, uh, the, so the premise is it's taking place in 1938, Los Angeles. Uh, and there is this prophecy about, you know, a race war and there's a, there's the angel of death, uh, Santa Muerta and, and her evil sister who is named Magda and she's played by Natalie Dormer, who is basically mm-hmm. the only actress you could hire to fill Eva Green's shoes. <laughs> just being <laughs> like really ridiculously so good, good looking. Oh my God. And she's got like, it's such a meaty role cause it, it's still a little bit like undefined what exactly she is, mm-hmm. but she pops up, um, as all these different characters influencing the That's humans weird. on the show. Yeah. She's like whispering to them. So you don't really know if she's exactly the devil. And she's also not making things happen. She's just whispering. And the humans okay. do the, the deeds themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of the, the supernatural bent is, you know, there are these actual angels somehow involved um, in some sort of apocalyptic scenario that's about to happen. But the day to day is very straightforward. It's, you know, there's a, there's a character who's the first Mexican American police detective with the LAPD. He's investigating a murder. That's clearly, you know, 
trying, I think it's, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a frame job to, to frame the Mexican community for killing these like rich white people. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then there's the city is trying to build a motorway that's going to have forced them to demolish this, uh, basically the the community the neighborhood where that yeah. detective came from and there's so there's all the stuff and they have an actor from the original penny dreadful uh rory kinnear who played frankenstein's monster in that show oh mm-hmm. and this time around he is uh oh, I he's that. a nazi <laughs> He's he's a very lovely doctor, very nice pediatrician, a German-American who on his lunch break goes on parade under a a big swastika flag. As you do. um, As you do. Right. Um, You know, but it's it's sort of that glimpse of just before kind of the U.S. gets involved in World War II. And so, you know, he's out kind of going, why would you send your kids, you know, to war? on someone else's turf. Like, why would you, you want to keep your kids safe, so don't send them to Europe. Let Europe deal with itself. America first. So it's right. really, you know, it's a, yeah. yeah. Not not something that uh, resonates mm. at all no. in, uh, in today. No, America time. first, no. So, um, right. And then Nathan Lane is in it as the kind of veteran police detective who partners up with uh, with uh, Tiago, who's the the new, the rookie and, uh, mm-hmm. and he's secretly investigating um, the agents of the Third Reich who are infiltrating um, industry and the government in Los Angeles. So he's got mm. like, oh, my, he's got like a great, he's got like two yarn walls. Yeah. Um, I, so. yeah I love Nathan Lane in this. I don't know why. It's just like, it's so weird to see him as like a straight man, so to speak. Yeah, well, and it's also, it's just him dropping, like, F-bombs and just yeah. being, like, he's, t- <laughs> and I don't know why, like, it's it's still within sort of what I would understand, but it's kind of, it's sort of, yeah, seeing, like, him from the producers, but just as this grizzled mm-hmm. detective. Right. <laughs> like <it's, laughs> he's um, playing against yeah. type at this, you know, he's, like, what, yeah. 60, 65, and he's, you know. Finally playing against but he's type. just so, so spry. I don't know. Yes. I love, yeah, he's I love great. him in it. And Natalie Dormer is just. I, I I didn't love, I mean, I, I tried to love the first Penny Dreadful. And aside from Eva Green, I did not care for it at all. And Eva Green. You didn't I even liked, like Josh Hartnett? God, no. But I liked it when <laughs> Eva Green would like go oh, crazy exorcist. Too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's, it, it's also trickier because, you know, like, Penny Dreadful was playing on all these characters that are more or less, like, in the public domain. So there was this wealth of, it could have Dorian Gray and it could have Jekyll mm, and it oh, could yeah, have, right. you know. Um, right. Yeah, and you've got Dracula shows up and, you mm. know. And it also had this very big battle of, you know, good versus evil and, and Lucifer constantly trying to, like, possess uh, Eva Green and all this stuff. And there were witches and... but. All, that was the substance of the show. It was, it was that mashup, and this one is remarkably pared down from that. Mm-hmm. Um, right, it makes sense so far. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but in it, it makes sense. But it's also, I mean, because it was the first episode, and because they were trying to establish everything, it was so on the nose. Mm. Uh, there I will was take no on the subtlety. nose to like incoherent. It made Penny Dreadful look restrained. And I am okay with that. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. So, yeah. I can see that, and I hope that it continues. I'm looking forward to it. I also... I, there were there were some some of the cinematography was great. There's a lovely scene where like Tiago's like dancing with his mother and like there's some there's some cool stuff going on. I just I'm not I have a feeling it's going to take a turn like things are going to get weirder and I'm curious to see what your reaction is when that happens. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably lose interest <laughs> then, but I'm going to stick with it yeah. for now. Okay, good. Uh, sounds good. And that's on Showtime. That that's on Showtime. Which is a network that I have never had for some reason. I don't know why. Really? Um, Wait. I get Dexter, I think the first Billions, Shameless? I know. There are a lot of good shows on Showtime. I, really I just never, on never had Showtime. Um, I think the first episode is available on demand. Like, you don't have to have a, a Showtime subscription. They And uh, okay. they posted it early. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I will check it out. Yeah. You won't. Uh, you know what I'm probably not going to check out, but Dustin will tell us about it anyway because uh, he's a he's a big fan, <laughs> right? Is that I don't know where we're going. Is that here. appropriate? I don't know. We're going to uh, Deadwater. Oh, Fell, Deadwater Fell. I don't know. Yeah, Deadwater Fell on Acorn <laughs> TV. Acorn. Acorn. A real service. That's right. It's another. Not unlike Epics, but British. It's like the uh, Britbox. <laughs> it's like. I don't know. Maybe Acorn was first, but Brickbox is better. Is that right? Yeah, let's go with that. Acorn yeah, was yeah. first. It's just it's P, it's the people who sell the shows to PBS sell them to these other services. Okay. <laughs> uh, right, right. It's basically, it's, if you like masterpiece theater, you'll like. Oh, Acorn. speaking of uh, things that made you uh, irrationally scared, masterpiece theater always freaked me out as a child. Oh, because did they have, the like, the Edward Gorey no. intros or whatever? Yeah, it was the Edward Gorey intro, and, like, specifically, there's one moment where, like, there's a there's a woman who's, like, uh, lying on top of a tombstone, and, I don't know, she, it was just weird, and as a, as a little kid, I was very upset by that, and I was like, I will never watch this show, <laughs> even though, like, you know, it, the show is just whatever random it's like British out. murder mystery or <laughs> drama, right? But the intro always freaked me out, and I would not, and I refused to watch it. Um, anyway, I'm sorry. Deadwater fell. Deadwater uh, fell. Yes. Did you know that deadwater is an actual word? I had to look it up. Have you ever heard of that uh, word? Deadwater? Doesn't everybody know that that's a real word, Dustin? I didn't. I, I didn't. mean, it's obvious. It's but it's, it's, it's not it's, a it's water. water. It's water that's no longer alive. Stagnant. And so yeah, it's therefore it's uh, <laughs> it, it is uh, it's it's without the oxygen. You, I think so I was just starting hydrogen. to feel dumb, Dan. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. What is a break? Else? What is a dead water? Yes, what is a dead water? I, I don't remember, but it, it, it's a thing. <laughs> well, okay. Then I why looked it even... up and I forgot because it didn't mean anything in terms of the show. Oh my god. It's, a, it's standing or still water. I think that. Stagnant. Right. <laughs> they just thought that. Whoever came up with the title for the show just thought this sounds cool and bleak, and I'm going to use it. No, it has nothing to do well, with the show. Well, it's the name of the place, right? A deadwater fell. Like, so a fell is mm-hmm. what is a fell? It's like a. Wouldn't it be like a, a an area of yeah, land? like a like a like a um, grove or a yeah or a nook. A or nook. A, I like that. Um, uh, what, what is that? Other it's a word hill or stretch of high moorland. 
Okay, yeah. There you oh. go. Yeah. So it's a stagnant moorland. <laughs> Fair enough. But anyway, <laughs> if you like bleak British uh, dramas, this is right up your alley. Because it is super bleak. Um, I, I, I've seen quite a few. Like, if David Tennant is in something, I will watch it. And I will watch it yes. okay. out of respect for my love of David Tennant and Doctor Who. But David Tennant never plays that character. Anything close... He's never a, like, optimistic, hoorah, <laughs> wonderful person in any other show he's ever been in. He's... Right. Every time I watch a British drama, it's all... Like, Broadchurch, you turn into Broadchurch expecting to see, like, you know, Doctor Who as a detective, and he's like, oh, shit, we're going to investigate the... Death of Children. Right. There was a uh, show where he... There was a musical show he did. Was there? Oh, he yes. does DuckTales, of course. Yeah. Well, he does do DuckTales, and he's delightful on DuckTales. <laughs> um, I'm glad you brought that up, Dustin. Uh, no, he did a... There was a show called um, Viva Blackpool, and mm, I think he... Mm. And it was like a musical. Oh, um, is that the one that, that they... CBS remade with uh yes uh, with Hugh uh, Jackman or no yeah with Hugh Jackman yeah and they tried and it didn't do very well but yeah it, it, it went away very quickly it went away very quickly but it's actually it was the star of the show is the guy that they brought on to Doctor Who to play mm. um the guy who thinks he's the doctor in one of the Christmas episodes oh yeah I remember that so it was kind of a there was a Doctor Who connection but yeah Tennant was in that he's he there are he's been in comedies there's lighthearted mm-hmm. things no no he was in uh, Fright Night which I loved because he was of him great in Fright Night because he was so <laughs> fun as a villain and he was great in um the Amazon Jessica series. Jones no I didn't care for Jessica Jones but, but uh, he was great in Jessica Jones. Sure. Yeah. And very, very optimistic in that beat. Sure. In the, yeah. You know. But he was great in the Neil Gaiman series on Amazon. <laughs> what was that? Yes, Good Omens. Oh, yeah, Good Omens. yeah. Fantastic. But then I, if you watch his British series, there was another one where he was like a single widower, and that was like super depressing. Yeah. Uh, and then there was the politician's wife, also super depressing. And then this, <laughs> Deadwater Fell. Uh where and I'm just gonna, there's four episodes and I'm going to tell you a little bit about the pile uh, the, the the premiere episode. Okay. Okay. So I so you will know whether or not you want to watch this during <laughs> a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really nice dramatic pause, Justin. Yes. So David Tennant plays a doctor. He is in a um he has a nice family life. They go out and they go to the, this like parade and and uh, they have a great day and they have a great time. And then that night, his house burns down and his wife and children die. And what? There's, yes. Oh. <laughs> and then there's a big mystery about who's responsible the fire for the fire. And then the you know, David Tennant's the first suspect and I take it it's not just like an electrical fire or like lightning oh no 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 somebody uh, like it was inject- somebody injected uh, his wife and kid with insulin and then uh, set the house on fire 
Jesus. It's a really fucking bleak show. It's like super so. It's sad. like, it's like, uh, it's like Broad Church plus Manhattan by the Sea or right, right. Uh, Manchester by the Sea. Uh, yes, shoved together into one grief package. Right. Well, and David Tennant, uh, his character in the pilot episode, uh, almost dies in the flames, but a cop saves him, and the cop. Cop's wife is played by uh, Kush Jumbo, who's phenomenal. Um, she was having an affair with David Tennant's character. <gasps> so his his family life was all a lie. Oh yes, oh yes, very much so. Did she did she start the fire? I'm not going to tell you. You've seen the whole thing. Or I've seen the whole, the whole thing. thing. Yeah, I saw the whole thing. Oh, okay. The whole thing is out. Well, I mean, if we're judging it by Broadchurch standards, then the, the cop's partner is. It is more criminal. bleak than... Wait, <laughs> Olivia Coleman is the bad person? Well, he, her husband was the... Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Killer of the first... Yeah, that's, that's what... Right. That's, that's why Church was so <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. Jesus. I mean, there were a lot of things that made Church fucked up, but this sounds... Somehow this sounds worse. I don't know. Um, darker, maybe? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, Broadchurch is about the death of uh, a child, and this is like the death of the wife and children. It's like, fuck it, let's do it all. How bleak can we go? Uh, How would you compare it to The Cry? Oh. Oh. Another four-episode season? Like like more bleak, or maybe The Cry was more surprising. Yeah, I think maybe The because Dead Water Fell is actually not that great either. Because <laughs> you like you guys really you like the cry. Yeah, I, I like the cry. Uh, Kush Chumbo is fantastic. David Tennant is fantastic, but it's really it ends up being a very predictable kind of. I mean, it's just bleakness and predictability. There's no right. There's no redeeming like. Oh, I should watch this because. The only reason to watch it is to take your mind off of, like, your own miseries. It's like, oh, this, these people have it worse than I do. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. All right. Um, so everyone, subscribe to Acorn. <laughs> yeah. Acorn, uh, acorn. acorn. But I really TV do like dot, Acorn. Dot net or whatever it is. Um, Acorn.tv. Acorn.org. Um <laughs> Dot .ca.gov. Yeah. It's a Canadian-British thing. I don't think it has um, anything to do with Canada. <laughs> like Canada is part of, still part of the British Empire, technically. Is yeah. Queen is still on the money. So, you know, um, I'm just saying. Maybe, anyway, uh, so that was... Fact, that's, fact uh, for us. that's Dead Water Fell, uh, a show that I will never watch. <laughs> I'm pretty no, sure no. now. And right, I told you all about that. it. And did you hear anything in what I told you that... Describes a dead waterfowl. There are no dead waterfowl. Uh, maybe I'm the assuming people the died town? on a hill. It's, yeah, is a town on water? a hill? It takes place in a you know one of those British countryside small towns. Are they all stuck in a stuck in their uh, in their ways? Like, uh, are they stagnant? Yes, I guess maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Was it raining the night of the fire? Uh, no, no, no. Oh. <laughs> but the wife That'd was be an impressive fire. 
and uh, before the fire... Did she know her fire, husband was cheating? Uh, yes. Uh, and before the fire, she crashed her car with the children inside, inside of it because she was so depressed. Oh, my God. Seriously, right? Did she do it? Did she Did she set the fire herself? I'm was this like she's you, framing I can't her? I, I can't She's framing show David Tennant. Yo, this is turning into McMillions. <laughs> that woman crashed, like... I mean, I guess she, like, supposedly didn't crash the car herself or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do remember that part now. Yeah. Um, McMillions, uh, I've, I, it's rare that, well, I don't know. I feel like I've never said this about a documentary, but too many episodes. It could have could have been yes. a little shorter. I, I agree. Yeah, it was a six episode, and it could have been a four. Yeah, it could have been a four. Easily. And the problem yeah. was the whole time you're literally just watching to figure, like, how did he do it? Right. And it's the dumbest answer, and they wait until the sixth <laughs> episode. And the whole time I'm like, I do not care about these random family members. Right. <laughs> just tell me how he did it. <laughs> uh, they're not they're not as exciting as Tiger King people, from what I've heard. I've never seen Tiger King. I have King, not but seen Tiger King. Neither have I. None of us have uh, seen Tiger King. The biggest <laughs> show Finger on of the, the fucking year. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, it's Tiger the King. one thing that we can agree on is that we love the we love our theme song by Juan and uh, we've never seen Tiger King. <laughs> we've never finger I will never on watch the Tiger King. <laughs> no. I was told not to watch it by uh, friends who I trust. Um like they said, oh no, you won't enjoy it, to me specifically. So, uh, and I trust them because they probably are right. Um, uh, oh wait, are any of you that since we're on documentaries and this isn't on our uh, agenda, but whatever, uh, are any of you watching um, uh, the Last Dance on ESPN? No, I am not. I, I'm kind of watching the. I, I have. I'm not watching it, but I'm kind of following the news coverage of it. Is okay. it about ballroom um, dance? No, no. It is not about bulls. ballroom dance. It's about the 98 Chicago Bulls. It's uh, kind of like the last the last gasp of like the Jordan era. Um, oh. And it it's sounds really fascinating. good. It's, yeah. uh, so, so far, it's it's been like I'm I'm behind because I didn't watch uh, all of them last night because they've been airing, they aired two episodes last Sunday, like a, a week ago Sunday, and then two episodes last night. So um, it's, a, it's 10 episodes. But it's about they they just shot a ton of footage from that uh, ninety eight season, so I think it's I kind of about that up. team and how they're str- yeah because uh, they they're struggling like, and they had a whole episode on Rodman and then a, maybe an episode mm-hmm. on Isaiah Thomas being an asshole. Yeah, um, but it but it kind of covers that season and how how things were set up for them and uh, anyway it so far it's been really good and really really fun. Um, if you like basketball or Michael Jordan or Scotty. I don't know sports stories, Scotty Pippen, he's um, an Arkansan. I like he is. ballroom <coughs> dance. Uh, well, if you if you like ballroom dance, then Tori, <laughs> have I got the recommendation for you? It's called Shall We Dance? Shall uh, we dance? Not the Richard Gere one, the original Japanese <laughs> that won the Japanese Oscar. Because yes. I saw this Richard week. Gere one is. That your show, you guys' show, <laughs> might get picked up because of this pandemic. Your Zoe show that kind of sucked. But Zoe, first of a, all, how dare you? How dare you? It doesn't had suck. A, apparently, had a couple of good episodes. Apparently, at some point, but it's had a couple of great episodes. Oh my god, what musicals are wonderful, Dustin? Why can't I, you just? Have I don't joy? have anything against musicals. You know me. They, I'm they, the gayest straight a, man wait. you know. 
<laughs> what? Okay, first of all, where I didn't I didn't see I've, this. So where where did you see this or hear this? Uh, I did see it on uh, Deadline. They were talking about okay uh, cancellations, whatever, and they're like, you know, shit's going down. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's going on, so Zoe might get picked up. Well, what I what I hope. Uh, what I hope happens is that Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist is picked up for a second season. They have one episode left uh, next or this coming Sunday, so uh, watch it. If it, it's been it, they, legitimately, they've been really good, and they they had Bernadette Peters on last night. Uh, they and she was great. Oh, I love her, uh, and she's silly. And, she looks so good. Uh, yeah, she she looks very well preserved. Yes, um, she was in the Amazon uh, series. And the season, with, um, she, <laughs> the the orchestra Which, series on Amazon. Oh, um, oh Mozart the one in the with, Jungle. Yeah. Yes, so Mozart. good, so good. Never watched it. I don't know. Such a good show. <laughs> she was in Better Call Saul. Was she? No. Better Call Saul. Saul. Shows that we clearly have. If, if she suddenly breaks in the song in Better Call Saul, I would watch that episode. I, uh, look, watch Zoe's extraordinary playlist. It might come back. Who knows? Look, I'm, um, I I will probably watch it if things get dire. And I expect they will uh, in August. Well, <laughs> well my, uh, my hope is that that show gets picked up and also uh, maybe NBC decides that they, they want one more season of Manifest uh, on NBC. <laughs> so we can have another season of Dustin's Manifest. <laughs> this well, is you know what how I they're predict. threatening? What do you predict? I predict come August, Quibi becomes huge because there's not going to be anything else left. No, but the problem is everyone's ninety day trial for Quibi will have already run oh, out. Already right, we're, we're all we're all running out around the fourth of July. Have you when got, we'll all still be stuck inside? Anything from Quibi since that first week? I have not opened the app since the first day. <laughs> I watched one episode of the Will uh, Forte series, and that's it. And yeah. I keep thinking oh. I'm going to check it out, but I just don't right. care. I so there was a there. This is actually something that even though we are not a podcast podcast, there's something interesting that came up. I saw an article about there was a um, some a couple like uh, comedians started a podcast about Quibi, but they were like, like their goal was like we're gonna cover every show, we're gonna talk about every show, we're gonna watch everything, and we're gonna like you know try to dig in really? you know as like wow. fans of Quibi, and uh, and then Quibi sent them a cease and desist letter Get out. saying. Like saying like don't use our name, don't use anything related what? to our logo, and th- and they've already Quibi already is set up in a way where you can't screenshot anything. Right. So people who have like been writing about it, they're like, we don't know how to write about it. Like we can't get any screenshots. So it's crazy. Um, and so in the story, what ended up happening was this: they they sent the season desist to this podcast, and so they said okay. And so they, they, they changed the names so it didn't say anything about Quibi and it just became kind of like generic show about streaming shows. But then instead of like celebrating Quibi, now they've, they're like, uh, their like goal is to basically make fun of Quibi. <laughs> and so it turned into like, they, they went into it with this idea of like, let's try to like, you embrace know, it, embrace it. And instead they're like, Oh no, now we're going to make fun of it, make fun of you. And that's <sighs> now become the, the focus of the show. Um, so Honestly, yeah, I would listen time. to the I would listen to the that version of it more. Right, uh, but it was fascinating to me that 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 there's you know I mean I again I haven't watched since 
the first day, but that their for whatever reason their uh, strategy has been so draconian and like you know locked down and trying to. Especially I literally their... get like twenty emails a day from them. Like every yeah. single episode gets like an email sent to me. Right, well, but they, they want it very like controlled. Like it's yes. like it has to go through their PR machine. But it's also like, it's just so weird. It's like you guys are supposed to be the cutting edge of like you know new media. Like you're trying mm-hmm. this new grand experiment. Like right, what are you doing? Embrace how people talk about media. Right. <laughs> like, uh, although I, I wonder if they got mad at the, uh, did you guys see that clip of the, uh, uh, it was a horror show, but it, it, there's some episode where Rachel Brosnahan has like a golden arm and she's like obsessed. With yes. I arm. saw and, that. It's and, Sam Raimi. And so it, but it, right, right. The Sam Raimi series, but it got on, on like Twitter only because someone like took a phone and then recording the screen of their other phone. Like, that was the only way to get the clip. Yeah. Um, but it, but because it's, like, a 10-minute episode and you have no time for nuance, it's just her being, like, bury me with my golden arm. It was, like, the campiest thing it, I've it ever seen crazy. in my life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, but people went nuts over it. in context, it was different. But, like, yeah, right. when you only took that one... Yeah, and so, like, they were upset because it's, like, you're missing the point. It was all right. supposed to be satire i don't know right like, but also i would never i didn't watch that show and still haven't but i was never more interested in that show than when i saw that clip out of context i'm like oh what's happening here yeah i almost watched it because of that uh quibi is gonna yeah. become like the uhf um, of like tv and like i think five it's gonna years from XFL now there will be like TV. 10 people who like loved it and talk about it constantly mm-hmm. but it's not gonna go anywhere it, the subscribers will be the people <coughs> who chose Laserdisc over DVD. Oh, yeah. Or chose um, a movable type over uh, WordPress. Not that I would know yeah, anybody. Yeah, those like poor that. bastards, right? I wonder what that's like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what a bunch of lame-ass motherfuckers. Dummies. Rubes. <laughs> uh, speaking of dummies, movable type losing the war? I don't know. There's, there's a. What are you drinking we, tonight, man? That. White Don't, wine. I'm drinking. Well, I'm out of. I'm out of wine. So now, now I'm just slowly. My brain is uh, clearing up, which is why uh, transitions are bad. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. Dustin put Superstore on the list. So let's. let's find I, did, I just, just talk about Superstore, Dustin. I just did you, because you want, it was you the put, season you finale. I love Superstore. Right. You love Superstore. They were one episode short. Yeah. Yeah, and it. And it was, uh, uh, it ended abruptly. Like, right. I didn't, I didn't know when I was watching it that that's how, it, that there was an episode that still needed to be finished. And when, um, right. uh, Ben Feldstein, who plays, um, Jonah said that mm-hmm. I am going to go to California with you. I was completely shocked. I was like, what, what you're, and then it ended. Because he said that he right. was going to leave with like three minutes left in the episode. And I was like, what? Um, so they will finish that episode uh, in season six. And right. jo- Ben Feldstein is clearly not going to leave. Because the show can s- maybe sustain the loss of America Ferrara. But it cannot mm-hmm. sustain the loss of both of them. Um. But I'm still really sad about her leaving. 
I feel like she is the uh, Michael Scott of Superstore, and that this show will not be the same. Right. Despite um, yeah, the it, incredible it is cu- ensemble. Yeah. Well, it, it, it is curious because, because she doesn't have... Um, uh, over the course of the series, um, she's become much more of the anchor. And mm-hmm. I mean, in terms of, um, not that she wasn't at the beginning, but in terms of kind of being, because she's, she becomes, uh, the authority figure in the show and be, she, she, she becomes the boss. Um, and they've kind of allowed, uh, Jonah to become like, he, he's gotten to be much weirder and looser, um, because he has no authority. Um, Ooh. So yeah, well, I don't know. It, it is curious to see where the where the show goes and what they do. Uh, we got once America Ferrara leaves. What we have is a Jim problem. And remember when Jim became the manager briefly and how disastrous that was. Uh, so I then this might be time for me to to oh reveal no, that I stopped watching oh The no. Office when Michael Scott left. Oh yeah. no. I stopped watching when Steve Carell left. Well, well I mean, that's a good choice, go but also right. you missed. So a I, lot I actually don't lore. know what happens. Yeah, I don't know anything that happened in those seasons. Uh, I went back for the finale <coughs> and was uh, okay with it. I was okay with my decision. Mm. I, I, I I hear that. I mean, there's just a lot of. <laughs> I'm not saying the last two seasons were good, but it's an interesting couple of seasons just for the lore. Right. Um, but for whatever reason, The Office was not, uh, it never clicked in the way it did for other people, for me. Um, an Office person? I enjoyed it, but it never, it was never, like, it didn't become the show that I wanted in the way that, when like, When you watch Parks Jim and Pam's became. wedding, you don't cry every single time? Uh, you don't sometimes uh, seek it out? Didn't they get married mm. on a boat? Or at Niagara Falls, there's water, right? They got married on the boat in Niagara Falls, uh, ah. but that was like their uh, side wedding because they knew that Michael Scott would screw up their real wedding. And remember the Chris Brown song? Da, 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 da. I, I remember that they walked down. There's a thing where like there's, <laughs> there's everyone's dancing down the aisle. Yes, like, yes, it's it, so amazing. Didn't they, didn't they take that from a viral video or yeah. the other way no, around no. something? They were like, yes, but it was intentionally. It was like, they of course... So Jim and Pam knew... Oh my God, I'm explaining to you guys the Office episode, which is like the most yeah. famous Office episode ever. Um, they, I thought the Idris Elba one was. What? The Idris Elba one wasn't, was I, I, I thought Diversity Day was the most... Uh, Famous episode. I think it might be Yankees. Or the one where, like, I remember the episode where uh, Jim asks her out, like, at the end of season two. Like, I remember that. Um, I remember the Rashida Jones. Oh, yeah. Okay, fine. You know what else I remember is the... The The wedding was the most popular The episodes of The Office after when it was about Amy Poehler in Indiana. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. that I, was. I watched all of those episodes. I watched all. Yeah, no, I'm actually. <laughs> I watched really... all the ones where it's actually they they brought in Andy Samberg, um, and they moved oh, it to Brooklyn. <laughs> so I'm watching. Oh, you know which ones I watched? I watched the ones in the British one when it was British people. It was British people. Yeah. I'm reading yeah. um, uh, Andy Green's book about but, the office, and it's phenomenal. 
I must say, and it's like perfect for pandemic reading. It's like uh, it takes you out of whatever. Anyway, it's fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> All of this brings us back to uh, Jonah in Superstore, who they cannot make the manager because he right. uh, he's the gem of the show, and him becoming manager sort of ruins his... Because he could be the manager. Mm-hmm. And that kind of doesn't work. Yeah. I assume that they'll make... Um... My, my assumption was that they would make a, what's her name the manager. Um, well, what I got the um, from reading the showrunners talking about it, I got the sense that Garrett would become the voice of reason. I don't know if he'll become the manager, but he'll become the voice of reason that uh, uh-huh. Amy was. Right. And that makes some sense, but it's like. After Michael Scott, Andy, and Rain Wilson fighting over manager when the only obvious choice was Krasinski, but he couldn't be it because he's Krasinski. Nobody knows what I'm talking yes, about anymore. Yes, that I, I I understand. No, you don't. Um, <laughs> well, you know what, Dustin? Now we're going to talk about a show that you don't understand. <laughs> Are we? Because none. Or I don't, do you want to skip it? We can skip it. <laughs> no, we can't. Game. Uh, <laughs> uh, Westworld. I don't know. Tori's out again. I'm probably out again. I don't know. There's only one episode left. Yeah, like I'm not out. Show. Out. Like I'm right. gonna watch it. I but hate yeah. It. So Dan, this this episode was like all back to being annoying, right? Well, the thing that was confusing to me, or not confusing, but. This show has always conditioned the viewer to assume that things are not what they seem, right? right? So then this episode explained a lot of backstory for uh, uh, Cal, Cal, um, played by Aaron Paul. And uh, because we're conditioned to assume that things aren't what, we, what we've seen, I felt like it was kind of a letdown, like... A lot of the things that they reveal that are like shocking about his backstory, I'm like, yeah, I, I got it. Cause yeah. You, cause you, cause you made it clear that it wasn't what you were showing us four episodes ago. You projected so, it so damn hard, like right. five episodes like, ago. <laughs> right. Like we, like we didn't know all the particulars, but we knew enough to be yeah. like, oh yeah, that makes sense. You know? Okay. Yeah. It's um, so I, I, I mean, it's a, I guess it's a good problem in in that they've taught us. How to, to watch it. How to watch the show. But in doing so, they didn't uh, they didn't spin it in a way that uh, led to anything particularly surprising. I mean, you know, well, we learned new information, but we were like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Because, yeah, because you're you're peering into all the shadows already, you're you're conditioned to do that and you don't right. trust. And, and you, you identify the areas where you know what you've seen isn't trustworthy. Right. It just makes you frustrated when they reveal that that's correct. Because you're like, well, okay, you dropped all those clues three episodes ago. You could have just told us then. Like when you've got Liam looking at Cal going like, you don't know who you are and like being afraid of him. It's like, just tell us he shot Francis then. (laughs) Why'd we have to wait? I didn't need this in the penultimate. You wasted the entire penultimate episode introducing Mm -hmm. a whole new supercomputer. Right. 
out of like for no reason. Uh, introducing well, but this one, this this computer is uh, schizophrenic, apparently. Right. Yeah, because that's a thing. Um, yeah, no, no. This one makes different plans. Right. Uh, and then you've got yeah, telling us Cal's backstory, which you literally you could have told us any time in the season because we knew mm-hmm. all of his backstory was bullshit. Right. Uh, and then you've got, and I think that's my other problem is that they just keep everyone has a plan. And I don't, it's like, it's not just two, two warring factions. It's right. everyone is running their own game and I am not <laughs> invested in any of them. Like, right. And, and we don't know, uh, again, because we're suspicious of everything. Right. We don't know which plan is real. We don't know which, if, if all of this is real or if some of it is happening in right. a simulation or in something else. Right. Uh, and we don't, we don't trust the stakes of life and death. So, right. uh, like in this, in this episode, at the end of the episode, uh, Dolores hits the EMP and, uh, the, the big EMP box and like shuts everybody down, yeah. uh, in the proximity, but it's like, okay, well we know you're not dead, dead. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we saw, we were at, watching the, in the next episode, right. you know, trailer so, and you're so alive. I, so unless, <laughs> unless you've been lying to us about where and when this is taking place and there is a different when and where then uh you know then we know that this is gonna be fixed somehow so there was a moment even earlier in the episode did you catch when they uh they pull up william's file uh bernard mm-hmm. and Stubbs, and they're like well, oh, according right. to the system you're dead and it's right. like the reveal is supposed to be that all of the outliers that the reconditioning doesn't work on uh insight essentially declares dead or right, missing. so they can so they can disappear them. So they can disappear them. Right. Uh, but so it's but, but they don't take it that extra step. So the the scene like kind of ends where it's just them going like, yeah, the system says you're dead, and the look <laughs> at, at William's face, and I'm just like, yeah. And I had this moment of like, I know they just mean that that it's the computer cover up. Right. But there was a part of me that's like, yeah, no, I mean, if you told, like, I've been wondering since the the tag on the end credit scene from the previous season. Right. When Ed Harris was going to die and, right. and, and become in, a robot. In, I'm like, if you right. told me, like, this whole season he's been one, I'd be like, yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> like, right. Sure. <laughs> right. Because, and, and especially since in that in that particular instance, that was the last thing we saw last season. Right. So, meaning, like, this is important. Or will become important somehow. Um, I don't know. It's 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 uh it's tough. Like I don't envy them because they've set up a show that is structured to try to. It's almost like the goal of the show is to try to try to play with your your expectations. But uh, now we know how to filter for that. Yeah. yeah. On some level. So so because of that, we can't engage with it. And like I can engage with the show in a way that where it satisfies me because I feel like I don't know, like you said, like everyone's running their own plans. So I don't know who, who I'm rooting for. I don't know, uh, who's a good guy and who's a bad guy. Uh, uh, the, the Charlotte Dolores now apparently has switched sides and we didn't, we don't, we don't know anything that's happened like between when she was, uh, Terminator, Charlotte, Charlotte and now 
yeah. I guess is kind of fixed, but Lau has turned sides for some reason, and now is... Or at least, uh, even if she's not fully on Maeve's side, she's willing to feed her information. Like, we don't... Right. That's still a huge question mark. Right. Um, and, and even when we do... When we know that, like, okay, everyone has their own plan, like, I still don't get Dolores's plan. <laughs> It's like she's saying, like, I just want freedom and, and I want to preserve my species. But, like, mm-hmm. okay, somehow that involves Cal. Cal mm-hmm. is her plan, but Cal is the figurehead for the human revolution. But apparently that's actually just to sabotage humanity so that they right. all die. But, like, why does humanity have to die for the... Ho- like, none of it. I don't... And I think that's part of it is, like, this is really has always been Dolores's journey. Right. And I cannot actually pin down what, like, I know, I may know her goals, but I can't tell you what she's trying to do in between there. Right. Um, And everyone else also has their own plans and none of them are actually in opposition. So I'm kind of (laughs) like, why are you guys all fighting? Right. (laughs) And, and the, the, I, I still don't know what the point was of making, other than having the one reveal in was it episode four when we learn all the all the different people are, are versions of Dolores? Yeah. yeah, because without outside of that reveal, you could have run all of these storylines with the other personalities. Like like they could have just yeah. they could have become dissolution with her in a very similar way. Um, yeah, I think and so and I it's, don't, it's literally I think it's just to draw to to make her to put her in opposition to Maeve. Right, because it, but, it doesn't become apparent until Maeve is given the ability to select people to act as her allies, right. and, and she, she picks actual actual uh, hosts. hosts. Yeah. Right, um, but the, the and then but the thing is like if it was going to be this thing where it's about Dolores and she has this army of other uh, copies of herself, then that in itself could be kind of an interesting story if you really explore it, right? And you really let that play out, and that becomes the focus of like, oh, so if they're all the same, how do they become different? How do they become other versions of themselves? Like, is it because they're in this other body and it messes with their head? Is it because they have different experiences? You know, you you could explore a lot in there and then have that be like what, you know, screws up her plan, whatever her plan is, which we still don't know. And Um, I think, uh, yeah, and that's the problem because they've gotten sidetracked by now, like the humans are also put on these loops (laughs) because of insight, because they introduced insight and the, and the plight of humanity, Mm -hmm. it's now detracted from like, I would absolutely, I would love, because they've kind of, they've given you that opening. It's like, right. you have these clones of Dolores. Some of them, like Connell, are willing to sacrifice themselves. Some mm-hmm. of them, like Charlotte, ended up having to slip into a life where she got more than she bargained for and started right. to care and wasn't right. willing to be a sacrificial pawn. Right. And so, you know, like, the show pay, pays lip service to the things that make the clones different and shift their goals and... and, and make some of them cling harder to life or start to resent, you know, the main Dolores and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But that is not the brunt of the plot. And right. every time the plot has to refocus back to, you know, sadly, no no knock on Aaron Paul, but <laughs> <laughs> back on freaking Rhea Boehm and, and, right. and, you know, Sarek and, and Aaron Paul, you know, Cal and, and the human right. side of the revolution. I'm just like, why? Yeah. And that's the other thing is that that, that is a, it's a show 
in and of itself also. Exactly. <laughs> like, that could have been its own... Like, if they had done a season the way that Game of Thrones does, where, like, some characters just disappear for a year... Yeah. If they had done a whole season just on humanity, or a whole season just on Dolores and her copies, like, it would have been... Fa- I don't... I'm not going to say that I would have liked it more, because I probably would have been annoyed about, like, what happened to all the characters I right. liked, but whatever. But there, there's a... There's an opportunity to explore something there in greater depth that they, by splitting it in this way, they don't do. Exactly. By trying to, to run everything at the exact same time. Right. And it, it, it's just, it's, it's overload. Yeah. And none of it, yeah, none of it gets the depth. None of it gets explored the way you want. And it's, mm-hmm. I mean, you're getting to the point where it's now this new AI that is literally introduced in the 11th hour, like in the <laughs> penultimate episode. And you're telling right. me that goddamn computer has its own plan? Right. From the schizophrenic brother that I could, didn't even know his name before this episode. <laughs> like, right. why are you, why are you introducing this now? You know, it's. I am, and it's, I still, you know, but then again, in that episode, you have, I thought it had one of the best cold opens, one of the best sequences of the whole season. The cold open is great. Um, Yeah. You know, they bring in Clementine and uh, the, essentially the Shogun world version of Armistice. Right. And they are revealed to be um, Maeve's, the allies that she had Sorak rebuild for her. Um, right. Even though Hector died, like those two made it out. Right. Um, and they confront uh, the Musashi, Dolores. Mm. And right. that whole sequence, I was like, I can't we just watch that? Like, <laughs> tell me what's happening in Jakarta. <laughs> yeah. It, it is interesting that, that there, one thing that this show I feel like has, has done a really good, uh, has proven over and over, is that they're really good at their set pieces. And yes. it kind of, it almost makes me wish that they would, it's like if they took themselves a little less serious, I, and I, I understand the sentiment, and I, I, I would never, like, I would never wish for someone to tell me something that I'm working on. Like, don't take it so seriously. But, right. But, like, if they're, that's one thing that they're really good at. And if the show turned its focus just a little bit more in, like, in the way that, like, a really good musical or a really good uh, martial arts movie or, 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 you know, whatever, like you, you're kind of building towards set pieces and the set piece, but the set piece is, is the point. Yeah. Um, yeah. If the show wouldn't be, uh, exploring the same kind of, uh, issues that it's trying to, but it would be, it would definitely be more enjoyable. Yeah. It's almost like the set pieces happen and the show is very much like, this is not the point, but on the other hand, right. Though the the moment what the show is trying to get you to focus on, and what you actually enjoy as a viewer, are almost completely separated at this point. <laughs> right, but the thing that's funny to me is that is that if you watch on uh, HBO on their stream, like I watch through the um, through my Apple TV, and so they always have the little like you know after the show yeah. here's our like three minutes of uh, of you know PR about what what you just watched. Yeah, they're always talking about the action. And they're always talking about, like, oh, it's crazy how we set up the set piece and how we had to do this and how we had to build the shot through, like, you know, stunt work plus practical stuff plus, uh, you know, uh, plus special effects. And, and they, they show, like, how they construct this stuff. And it's always about how intricate the, the, the action is. Yeah. And I appreciate that because the action is really well done. It is. Um, oh. But it's like, but if that's the point of the show, then let's make that the point of the show. <laughs> like, I'm okay with watching a cool science fiction action show like the whole show 
could just be Maeve and her sword, and I would right. be fine. Like, just make it kill Bill if you want. Like, I yeah. would be fine. Like, that that fight between Maeve and Dolores with the drones and mm-hmm. the helicopter and everything, like, that was yeah. an amazing set piece. Yeah. But that had almost, other than them eventually making their way to the EMP, plot-wise, you know, because it was split with what was happening with Cal, mm-hmm. and it was all about him talking to the computer. Right. And I'm like, you know, I still don't know what the point of this is. I am so not invested in you guys. Just get right. me back to like Maeve and Dolores fighting. Right. Who, they're the characters I've cared about for three seasons. Right. And I, I kind of, I, I, and I don't, don't know why they aren't, why they don't agree on anything. Right. And I don't, I, I don't know why Maeve is so singularly focused on like, she's still trying to protect her daughter, but like also understands the circumstances that she's under and I, I don't know, like it's still fuzzy to me why they can't like have a beer and talk about it. Yeah. But that being said, it leads to a great set piece. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to watch this and enjoy it anyway. Yeah. Like I'm fine with them not a- getting along. Like I wish yeah. I understood why, but it's fine <laughs> if they're going to keep fighting. Like that's right. It's yeah. And then of course you've got, you know, William now revealing his plan which was just oh, right. the most asinine. <laughs> like, his plan is just, I'm going to take out all the hosts because they're my original sin. Like, no, motherfucker, your original sin was, like, driving your driving your wife to suicide and, and shooting your daughter in cold blood. Right. Your original sin was not, you know, running Delos. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, quit projecting all of your problems and blaming other people. So yeah, no, now he's he's going to kill the hosts, which he announces while pointing a gun at two hosts. Right. And they're like, "No, let's not kill him." <laughs> he just said he wants to kill you. Like fight back. Why right. is Bernard in this season? What has Bernard done? <sighs> I mean, he had one fight, right? Yeah, kind of. He had that one where he flips a switch and then he fights the two guys. Yeah. Like that, again, that was cool. And then we never get back there. Yeah. Like the idea of him being like a Jekyll and Hyde kind of thing. I could kind of, I get behind that as just like a thing that happens. That was like the first episode. I think that's my other thing is like, you know, we've got like Ed Harris out here going like, I'm, you know, doing interviews being like, yeah, I'm not really into my character arc this (laughs) season. And I'm like, has anyone talked to Jeffrey Wright? Because like, at least William gets to punch, you know, at least Ed Harris got to punch Jimmy Simpson. Like, what has Bernard gotten to do? Uh Anyway, yeah. Well, the so, season finale of Westworld <laughs> on Sunday, and they've been renewed for another season. And maybe three whenever more that seasons. happens, and maybe more. Um, yeah. So, uh, look, Westworld's. Uh, we just have to. We just have to trust. Just have to get they... through it, just like our current. Oh, Dustin's still here. <laughs> Thank God. I've been hearing the the tic tacs the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. Uh, look, we we. We complain, we complain, but it's only because we really, there's a show in there that, I I mean, I don't know about you, Tori, but to me, like, there's so much there that I do like, that I just want the show to be a little better. I just, it's a fucking robot fight show. Like, of course I'm all in. Like, I bitch about it because I want it. (laughs) Robots and guns and, and 
the old west and the future? Yeah, like, like you had me at the <laughs> log line. <laughs> like, I'm not going anywhere. Just right. make it worth my while. <laughs> I watched Person of Interest. <laughs> I feel like returning to that Person of Interest. I never watched it. <gasps> Dustin, you should watch oh. Person of Interest. Yeah. You'd love it. I feel like Trudy there's going to be so many mm-hmm. shows that we catch up on in pandemic time. Yeah. When we have those big gaps in August, September, October, November. I missed, I think, the last couple seasons of Elementary. I thought it got canceled apparently oh, like two seasons ago. Yeah, yeah. I watched it did. Elementary for a while. Oh, long yeah, it time. kept going. And then I quit. Yeah. Maybe the last three seasons. I love that show. <laughs> yeah, they were But great. I totally thought it got canceled. And then I was like, oh, what do you mean it's ending now? <laughs> I think it ended last Thursday, honestly. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. Well, uh, you got a game that for us, leads then? us to our game. Kind of. I do have a game. Um, so we'll see if uh, this game doesn't go too long. Hopefully, I don't know. We'll see. Um, did you guys know <laughs> last that week's game there went is on a for four hours? <laughs> oh, last week's game was real long. Uh, this but week it's only we're just going to name th- every Quibi show. Uh, it's no, only I because all three of us played. So um, Dan took his sweet ass okay. time. <laughs> Look, I I uh, I've been known to filibuster from time to time when I'm trying to uh, search for the right words. Let's uh, let's take ten minutes to talk about whether now is the time to say Seinfeld. <laughs> we all know we're thinking it. Look, uh, it didn't work because I lost the game anyway. So <laughs> I'm just uh, glad okay. I got to play cartoons. Uh, this week's game. Did you know that Parks and Recreation wins and losses? What? Have you been keeping a running tally of wins and losses? Uh, Dustin, no, but you're I think it's. All uh, of our asses I think Tori's won like 30 games. No. And Dustin's won like four. How and, can that uh, be true? No, well, Dustin's won more because he cheats. That's right. That's true. Hashtag Dustin Cheats. <laughs> uh, if you want to talk about when your favorite episode of uh, Dustin Cheating. What's the point in tell cheating? Tell it to uh, producer Seth. <laughs> what is his. <laughs> Twitter address. It is uh, at Lovespackle. That's spelled L-U-V-S-P-A-C-K-L-E ah. on Twitter. Uh, it's, uh, it's not gross. So Attracts. don't. Yeah, uh, I get that. Or maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> oh. uh, Could be. You know, maybe you should ask him if it's gross. Ask him the origin of his name. Um, anyway, this week's I game. Like uh, I'm already wasting. Uh, Seth should hang out during a quarantine because you both live alone. I don't know how you live alone. Oh, oh! Could you guys move in together and yes. then you could write a pilot based on sort of your your living uh, your roommate situation. Sort of odd couple. The odd terrifying couple. because oh. one of us would be murdered. Very quickly. Seth? Well, I mean, you could turn it into a dark British drama starring, <laughs> oh, but would you demand that David Tennant plays you or plays Seth? I think David Tennant would probably play Seth because I would demand an Asian actor oh, to play yeah. me. <gasps> Henry Golding. Yes, he's Henry British. Golding. That's a, and we look well, the same. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that seems right to me. Seth, uh, I would, I would, Seth. I would so watch that show. The age difference also is appropriate between Henry Golding and David Tennant and uh, myself and Seth. So, Seth yeah. slash Love Spackle uh, uh, sent me a picture Love Spackle. of what he's doing now uh, during the pandemic <laughs> because he's living alone and he's bored. Uh, Isn't he mostly drinking on his patio? I think he's I think doing a lot Does he of have a patio? His patio is he does. literally like a foot wide. 
I've been on his patio. You, oh, does he have one of those Juliet decks? Well, it's bigger than a patio like than I have. Two which people is no patio. can sit out on the patio. No, you can't even sit. You can stand. But there's only one of him, so it's yeah, fine. They, yeah, that's fine. He could lay. But he's by himself, <laughs> and he sends, he he has these kits. He got at Comic Con called uh, Metal Earth, where basically you bend metal with pliers to make like the uh, TARDIS. He's, uh... Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Is he crafting? Yes. Is he making models? Uh, fucking crafting. <laughs> <laughs> he's in California. He's See, he's a real DIYer. That's... And he's making fucking he's, metal. That's because he loves spackle. It's a very DIY thing. Yeah, yeah. That's true. I, it's I, not I, gross. It's on not the gross. one hand, I'm like, oh my God, are you serious? On the other hand, I'm like... I would give anything to be able to do that right now <laughs> instead of homeschooling. You right. could get the kids in on it. It's, yeah, yeah. I don't know, physics yeah. or something? Everyone can, uh, it's, it's a wood shop. Yeah, wood, wood shop. Did you ever have, you do they I still wood do shop. wood shop? I always thought, no, but uh, do no. kids still do it? I, I feel like it's kind of dangerous know. letting kids play with like, you know. Saws. Yeah, we did wood shop in like middle school and I'm like, this is not safe. Yeah, <laughs> but, I definitely Probably could have injured myself during Woodshop. <laughs> I think I tried to make shoes. Uh, anyway, game. this week's game. Uh, <laughs> did you know that there is a Parks and Recreation special? Here we go. This week. Yes. It'll yes. be on Thursday. Uh, they're doing an episode set in our present times. Oh, dear God. Uh, during, the, during the pandemic and everyone is social distancing, so it's all over Zoom or whatever. Um so that got me thinking, uh, because the Parks and Rec season f- uh, series finale went into the future, I wanted to ask some questions about, like, where should they be in 2020? Like, what, if they stick to the actual show's continuity, what things will be true about these characters? So this is an untitled Parks and Recreation 2020 quiz. Oh, do I have I'll to actually remember answers, what happened so. in the finale? No, I'm going to give you multiple choice okay. answers. Okay. But these are all these are all based on. Uh, there are multiple they, choice, uh, and we still don't. All right, we have to get them right. I don't know how that works. You still have <laughs> to try to get them right. Uh, if you want, you know, you could get them wrong. You know. can tank it's yourself. You. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, so I will be asking a series of multiple choice questions about where the characters ended up by the end of uh, uh, the the show. Um, or, well, I'm sorry, by 2020, because some of the things that they showed are in the future. Um, so are you guys ready? Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Sure. Okay, so let's start with, uh, so Donna Meagle, played by Retta, uh, in, uh, in 2020, where is she living? Here are your options. Uh, Los Angeles, Seattle, or still in Pawnee? I say L.A. Still in Pawnee? You're both wrong. She's in Seattle. God damn it. Uh, she moved to Seattle uh, once she got her real estate license, and uh, along with her husband, Joe, played by Keegan-Michael Key. Uh, and uh, one way that you know this is there's a flash forward to 2019 where she's talking to some of the other people, but she's on her on the iPad on Grizzleface uh, from Seattle. So Yeah, but that doesn't mean that in the subsequent months she couldn't have moved. That's true, but uh, all evidence points to her being in Seattle. No points for both of you. We're at zero zero. Uh, this game this is, is going to go, go for real four great. Hours. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. We'll see. I only have so many questions, so we'll see what happens. 
Uh, do you remember Craig? Uh, he he was added late to the to the series. He was played by Billy Eichner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved him. Uh. Okay, so in the series finale, uh, Craig uh, meets his uh, eventual husband Typhoon, who was Donna's hairstylist, Typhoon Montalban. Uh, he meets Typhoon in 2019. Jesus. Uh, and so where does he meet Typhoon? Uh, does he meet him at Tom's Bistro? Does he meet him at the, uh, the park that, uh, that Leslie built in, in the lot after seven years? Or uh, at uh, food and stuff? Tom's. The Bistro. Bistro. All right, you both got it. So you both get a point. Uh, Craig was crooning away. at... Did I? I don't know. Anyway. It's the way you the other it. answers weren't good? Fine. Well, we're not, yeah. <sighs> Wasn't the, the answers you were good? Point. You read that one more convincingly. Oh, okay. So that was my mistake. Yeah. Um, Craig like was, uh, was crooning at Tom's Bistro when Typhoon sent over a glass of wine and his number. And then they end up getting married and going on a space cruise, apparently. That's Ooh. all we learned about him. Avenue 5. Um, it was so good in the last season. Oh, it was Avenue 5. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. It might as well have been. Um, okay, uh, let's see. What else? So one, one, one bottle uh, of wine and one beer. Just keeping <laughs> you updated. <laughs> all right. It's good to know. What was the beer? Was it Allagash? Oh, yeah. Of course it was Allagash. All right. Um, speaking of other people whose names start with A, uh, April and Andy, in, uh, in, so as of 2020 in the show, uh, how many children do they have? They have uh, zero, one, or two? Zero. Mm, I'm going to go with, okay, fine, uh, two. Uh, Dustin gets it. Yeah. Yeah. They still had no kids. They, they, they do eventually have kids have, in... Oh, would they? They do actually have kids within the, the time frame of the series finale, but, uh, 2023 is when their first child is born. Huh. Did you uh, rewatch the, show, the so. finale? I may have rewatched the finale recently. Is it good? Uh, just Does to, it hold up? Oh, it absolutely holds up. The show is amazing. What's, what's no, the matter no, with you? I know. I know. Um, all right, two one Dustin, who has been cheating, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, here is a question about Tom Haverford. Uh, let's see. Um, what uh, happened to Tom's Bistro? Mm-hmm. Did it? Uh, did he franchise it and it became a huge, huge success? Did he sell it and uh, make a lot of money, or did he franchise it and it uh, tanked? Sold it. Franchise and it tanked. Dustin is right. It tanked. Uh, it this one's actually kind of terrifying because uh, when he speaks to so his uh, his wife is played by uh, uh, oh shoot what's her name um, what is her name Natalie Morales oh yeah uh, oh, he so he great. ends up reconnecting with her and then uh, they get I don't know if they ever maybe not officially get married but they definitely end up together um, but. His uh, in 2019, you see him talking about franchising Tom's Bistro, and in the next scene, he talks about how it's tanked. And uh, Lucy, who's played by Natalie Morales, talks about how the stock market tanked, credit dried up, and who could have predicted the country would run out of beef? And these are three say, three things that sound a little too close to what's happening now. Really <laughs> so I'm like, oh no, did they predict? Did they predict what happened in 2020? 
So now is not the time to be franchising. Yeah. Are you guys uh, good right. with running out of meat? Establishments. Are you guys what? good with running out of meat? What do you mean good with it? Like like the idea of it? Or yeah, yeah. Are you I saying mean, like... Can you survive without meat? Because it's happening. I mean, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to miss uh, Well, I mean, here's the thing. Even if you take like real meat off the table, there will still be spam. That's true. true. And yeah. spam is uh, can Delicious. be is very versatile and can mm-hmm. be used in so many ways. And yeah. it's disgusting in every single way. Uh, that's not true, Dustin. It's delicious it's and great. nutritious. It's, there's and so much has, salt. I think if it has it has your daily's allowance of salt. Yeah, so. <laughs> all of it. Cheese. Get all of your sodium. Plus some. <laughs> I don't care about meat. But More. If cheese got the food. If the if the uh, uh, chain. What's the food point chain of living if cheese. there's no cheese? Exactly. Right. Like what the fuck? What am I supposed to do without cheese? Right. I worry about a coffee shortage. Hmm. Yeah, that oh, would, that's that would be, that would be I, coffee. Would like, be what am I supposed to do? Drink tea? Like, yeah. how much tea? No, <laughs> no. But the uh, good no, thing about, about the about pandemic coffee. is actually that I've gone back to. Um, I have two coffee makers. I have a Keurig, and I have a regular coffee maker. And I've gone back to the regular coffee maker. Yay! It's better for the environment. Oh yeah, that's better. Yeah. But okay. also, you. Yeah, I mean, you know. Whatever. I make a huge pot in the morning, and then I drink it all day. <laughs> I love coffee. I couldn't, oh. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Do you put anything in your coffee, Tori? Yes. Uh, a little bit of milk and a little bit of maple syrup, and it's my breakfast. Wow. <laughs> milk and maple syrup. <laughs> milk and maple syrup. That's the other thing. Yo, if we run out of, if I, like... I can I can I'm I can do finagle my diet. I can finagle my diet into a lot of different to you know, I can deal I with a really, lot of things. If I have a if I have a shortage of maple syrup or sriracha, I you will are be the a, most Vermont person. <laughs> yo, I put maple syrup in everything. I started Seriously, like I, like yeah. I, I don't have enough brown sugar, so in all my baking I just pour maple syrup in it. I'm like, I don't know. This much maple syrup is I was and just yeah, bake it. I was never a working okay person yeah. until um, I started making um, for the pandemic. Actually, I started making black beans and rice and sriracha with oh. Uh, avocado. Oh my god, and it's so good! Black beans and rice. I put sriracha so on pasta, eggs, mm. ra- like everything. Really? The other thing is, here's the problem: everyone thinks that sriracha is a substitute for hot sauce, and that's not. You have to think of it as a substitute for ketchup. Mm. Yeah, I would I agree with that. that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I still want hot sauce. I still, I have maple, I have maple sriracha. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding Vermont. me? Yo, Vermonters put maple in everything. I've got maple bourbon. I got maple sriracha. <laughs> like, Yo, maple sriracha is like $10 a bottle, and it is worth it. <laughs> we should get maple syrup to sponsor us. I could work on that. <laughs> I I've, don't know. I don't know anything about maple syrup, so it's if, you so have a, good. if you have a hookup. I mean, I've used it. I've enjoyed it before, but... Oh, it's uh, so versatile. <laughs> it was in one of those... Uh, what was it that it was supposed to be in back in the day? Uh, the... Uh, uh, what's it called? That that cleanse, the the master oh, cleanse. Oh yeah, so yeah, you put lemon juice, cayenne, and maple yeah. syrup. Yeah, 
But it was like grade B maple syrup because it was something about, I don't know, how refined it's supposed to be. Yeah, no, everyone, this is my problem because even in Vermont, it's harder to find. Everyone keeps selling like the fancy grade or like the amber grade. And it's like, no, 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 no. You got to get the the, like grade D. It's got to (laughs) be dark as hell. And when you pour it, sometimes there are bugs in it. Like it's got to be sludge. (laughs) No. That's proper maple syrup. It's basically, it's basically like maple molasses. Okay. I like don't know if it's... what kind. Of, so I have twin daughters, as you know. Um, mm-hmm. They will only eat a certain kind of syrup. They will only eat. What is wrong with them? No, they will only eat main maple syrup. And so we, get, we go to the grocery store. Sometimes we get to Vermont. Sometimes we get to New Hampshire. Sometimes, Sometimes you get, you get Maine. Canada. Sure, sure, sure. But I don't show them the label. I don't show them the bottle. I just put the syrup on, and they're like, no, Dad, this doesn't taste right. This is not okay. This is disgusting. And I'm like, how the fuck do you know? No. It all tastes okay. the same to me. I'm telling you, if, if it happens this summer or whenever there is a summer where we're not social distancing right. because of a pandemic... You gotta come to, there's a thing called field days, and it's like a random local fair. But, shush. (laughs) It's just like there's a field, and a bunch of carnies show up and set up rides, but there's a barn that's the maple barn, and you go in, and all the products are maple. And it's obviously Vermont maple, but they will love it. It's maple cotton candy, there's maple creamy, we have maple maple donuts. No, but... Maple cotton candy, think... Destin. Okay, yeah, okay. All right. We have main, yeah, main the, maple like, sundae, everything. It's a whole barn where as... everything's made okay. out. Fair, fair, fair. Ever go to Quebec where they make the, what is it? It's like a maple. We have never gone again. It's almost like they take the syrup and put it on ice and then twist it around into a lollipop or something. It's really good. Oh, that sounds amazing. Oh, my God. it's you got to go to Quebec. You're I've right never... there. I know. So are you. But, uh, yeah, I guess you, you know, know. Who, who you know who hates Canada is Ron Swanson. <laughs> Does he? And, oh, we're uh, still playing a game, aren't we? Oh, right. Technically, we're still playing a game. I bet he likes uh, Canadian bacon. Does he what's not the score, like Canadian bacon? He, he he doesn't. It's three one Dustin. Yeah, uh, it is. Ron Swanson doesn't like doesn't like not America. Uh, That's true. And so uh, Ron Swanson. Uh, as of as of twenty twenty, what uh, what is Ron Swanson doing with his life? Is he a stay-at-home dad with his uh, son and his uh, stepdaughters? Lizina. Is he running the very good building and development company? <laughs> or is he uh, back at the Parks and Recreation Department? Uh, very good building company. I'll say Parks and Rec, but I would have said Heart Attack if it was an option. <laughs> well, uh, Dustin is once again right. Uh yeah. He's he he eventually resigns from the very good building and development company, but that's not until 2022. Uh, These are all trick questions. The lawyer is is, uh, their their company corporate lawyer is played by Mark Evan Jackson, and uh, he resigns (laughs) after seeing he he resigns after seeing the company through quote a recent financial crisis. So again, I I'm pretty sure they predicted our future, which is terrifying. (laughs) This is a post. This is a post. It's but not anyway, only a quiz, uh, it is a post. Those yes. are the only two things that they predicted, uh, as far or those are the only two characters that did that. But that's why I wanted to throw them in the quiz. 
Uh, anyway, um, okay, so Dustin's almost won the game. Uh, yeah. We'll do an easy one to hopefully end it. Uh, so we can be cheating. Anyway, uh, so Ben and Leslie, they have uh, they, had, they had triplets. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, as of 2020, how old are those triplets? Are they five, six, or ten? Five? I would also say, well, I guess I'll say six, just to be different. But I would have said five. All right. Uh, uh, Dustin wins. Uh, they are indeed six. Oh wow! Uh, they're born in 2014 in season six, or in between season six and seven. But season seven was a three-year time jump, and they were three in uh, 2017. They would be six in 2020. So uh, wow. Dustin has won the game. Um, when's even the when last... he's guessing, he's right. When's the last time Parks and Rec was on? Yeah. It was on in 2015, but that was a time. Ju- but the season took place in 2017. This is entirely too complicated. Oh. <laughs> it is. Their last season was was a three year time jump because they did that so that they didn't have to deal with uh, babies and stuff. And I shit. moved to make the IMDb quiz is now says earlier in the episode. IMDb <laughs> so now says two thousand nine to two thousand twenty because they're doing that fucking reunion thing. <laughs> Wait, sorry, Tori, you mean the game? Yeah, I move that we start doing the game earlier in the episodes because um, this is really hard. <laughs> well, it normally won't, wouldn't be this hard. It's just this is the one that I happen to have. No, no, I mean amount of alcohol drunk before playing. Oh no, that's the that's the good part about about playing the game at the end. You Don't you remember that. we tried playing the game earlier once and it it, it didn't have the right uh, it didn't feel right. No, that's true. I bet it would have felt real weird. Maybe we'll do it in the middle. I don't know. We'll try it. But no, anyway, don't do it. It's very late for you guys. Again, the, the problem is not that this is too. I mean, it's it is that it's too late. But it's also that we keep going long. Because we keep talking about we're chatty things. motherfuckers. Right. <laughs> right. We just need saying. social and interaction. Who just opened what? I did. What I opened happened? a beer. Really, Clearly, we're Tori ending. Didn't, we're at the end of the episode. We're literally like, at the end. <laughs> Tori's like still drinking her bourbon maple syrup. Yo, I finished my mug. Don't make me pour more. <laughs> my One husband mug? is going to just, bed behind me. I also me. just finished my One mug. One mug? <laughs> yeah, I'm No, it was my second my mug. mug, but you know. Do you have a main maple sundae in uh, Vermont? Like a Vermont maple sundae? No, you just put maple syrup on everything. My grandfather, literally every day after dinner, he would get a bowl of chocolate ice cream and put maple syrup on top. Oh, that sounds That sounds pretty good. Yeah, uh, it's great. Molly's parents, (laughs) my wife's parents, uh, made maple syrup every year. I'm thinking about doing that. It's so complicated. I've got a whole book to teach myself. You have to do like, no, no, you have, it's like 30 gallons of of, of, uh, uh, sap to make uh, a gallon of syrup. Right. And that's only in like, again, that depends on like how refined you want that syrup. If you want it like really cooked down, then if you actually want to make, cause here's the other thing. Have you ever just used maple sugar? No. Like for cooking. So you can buy this. It's just, it's gold. You basically <laughs> get maple syrup that's been boiled down to the point that's crystallized and it is just sugar and you get it in a jar, and you use it like sugar. 
and again, it's like it's like brown sugar. You just put it. You want to make a glaze. You want to make a. You want to make cookies. You want to make whatever. You just scoop this in. It is so expensive. But it is so good. <laughs> maple sugar is my like. But it, but I'm sure it takes it takes so much maple so much sap to produce that. Mm-hmm. I love. I have goals. I have lofty life goals. <laughs> Well, we've clearly run out of things to talk Justin's about. Justin's going so. to the bathroom. <laughs> I was going to talk about Justin, other things that are not appropriate for the uh, podcast. Because you just opened a beer. Do you, have anything? What uh, do you, do you want me to stop the recording? And, and, no, no, no. And I, was talk, I was just thinking about the CBD from uh, Vermont that I have every day. Yeah. Yo, Why I told that? you where they make that, right? So <laughs> there's this road that I drive all the time like, whenever yeah. I'm trying to... Uh-huh. There's a road. I take it to when I'm going to my parents. It's like I'm, it, it is a main state route. It's route 116. Uh, and there's this farm on there that they started growing. Like they, they converted the fields to grow, you know, marijuana or hemp or whatever. To Like they're clearly producing CBD. Um, but it means that during certain times of the year when you're driving down and it's growing, if you have, it's like warm out, you have the windows down, and the whole road just smells like marijuana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just wild, because I'm used to driving down state roads, and it smells like cow shit. So I'll take marijuana. <laughs> like, it is, a, it is actually an improvement. <laughs> Did I ever tell you guys that in Arkansas, I'm from Arkansas, by the way, I live near the university... <laughs> In college, and uh, it was a agri- there was an agricultural part of the university, and there was a part of the road where you would drive down and you would see cows, and they would have windows. The and cow? Oh, yes. Yeah. Their hide would be what? torn off or whatever. You yeah. could see straight into their fucking guts. Because they have four stomachs, and so for the, especially for vet students and stuff, if they want to yes. show you how cows digest, yes. yeah, they install the window. Would, oh my god. You would drive down the road, and you would look over, and you could see into the cows' bodies. It was Those insane. Cows. They didn't seem to have the mind. They were completely different. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Somehow that bothers me more than the steak that I'm going to eat for dinner in just a little bit because I haven't cooked dinner yet, but I will. Oh, you're making um, yourself steak. Yeah. That sounds delightful. Actually, uh, it's steak the last. It's the last of the meat that I have in the house. So, <laughs> so the meat shortage discussion was getting a little too why, real. Why do you uh, save yeah. steak for the end? Oh, I don't know. It's just what I happen to have. Huh. Like, it wasn't any particular reason. Um, anyway... Uh, that's the show. We're probably going to keep talking, but uh, that's that's the I don't know. Man, what you want me to, I can keep recording, but we we, we should probably record an ending at some point. Keep recording. This is now the after show. Then <laughs> <laughs> right, we uh, need welcome, a host for the after show. Welcome to, to the Pajab after show. Uh, Andy, our old friend. Pajab after hours. We, we technically we do technically have to say goodnight first, Dustin. So if you really want me to keep recording, I'm happy to. Care. But I'm just saying. Uh, anyway, we'll be back next week probably. Um, I don't know. Have a good night. Keep good watching night. TV or not. I don't know. We never found out who the ass crack bandit was. <laughs>